Hey everyone, I'm Jen Alberg and welcome to the Key Academy podcast. The Key Academy is my coaching business where myself and coaches focus on health, performance, and longevity. I've spent the last 12 years coaching people how to optimize health and performance, and this podcast is an attempt to synthesize what I've learned over the years to help you live a higher quality or more fulfilling life. If you enjoy this content or have questions that you want covered, click the show notes to find out how to learn more from me. Okay. Hi. Uh, I I have a feeling that I'm going to ramble a little bit on this one. Um, So apologies uh, in advance. I just, I just think I, I think it's coming. I think I'm going to ramble. Uh, Not because I'm super passionate about this topic necessarily. I just, uh, I think I have a lot to say about it. And a lot of it is um, anecdotal. So, so here we go. I got I got this question yesterday about uh, wh- what are my thoughts on diet soda and drinking diet soda, which is a separate question than um, artificial sweeteners in general. And so let's table that. And 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 I want to be really clear. I'm, I'm not talking about our, all artificial sweeteners here. I am talking specifically about diet soda because because I'm looking at research of diet soda versus uh, you know, ACE-K or, or certain, um, artificial sweeteners out there. So why don't I do a podcast, a technical one on artificial sweeteners, if you want to listen to that. But most often when people are asking me about artificial sweeteners, they're actually asking me about diet soda. Um, so I got, I got that question yesterday and instead of waiting for somebody to send me that question, or asking somebody to send me it, I I'm just going to answer it. What are my musings on on diet soda? Um, let's go. Somebody, w- this was when I was younger. Somebody told me once that you only see fat people drinking diet soda, therefore it makes you fat. <sighs> Which you know I thought was really well studied and evidential fact, uh, super backed by science. But if you if you don't know me, I'm super dry and sarcastic. So uh, it's not backed by science. If if also if you know me, you probably know that I raised an eyebrow at that person and said, "Okay, bro, um, whatever." But as I have looked at literature on specifically on diet soda, I because I want to have answers for people. So as I look at the literature, I I find a lot of things. Um, but I think a lot of to set the stage, I think a lot of people make claims about artificial sweeteners and diet soda, um, that it's, it's all just, it's, it's bad. It's just as bad as regular soda. You might as well drink the regular soda, you know, to avoid it at all costs. It disrupts your microbiome, which by the way, is just such a buzzword right now. Um, and there is though, there's research out there that, that people with, diabetes or uh, diabetes and obesity, they drink more diet soda. Um, but but when you do look at the literature and the funding of the literature and who the research was done on, uh, I started to rethink it. So when it comes to diet soda, if if we want to make claims about it, we should we should actually look at the human data on it and the human studies instead of the observational data, because with observational data, you you can have what's called reverse causality. And an example of that would be, you know, with diabetes and let's say obesity, that there's an association 
but is it causing the di- diabetes or is it that people with diabetes or are overweight tend to, to drink more diet soda because they're always trying to eat less or they're always trying to diet? Um, so it's that causation correlation tough spot. You know, it's, it's like it's like back back way back in the day in epidemiology, they found that uh, people that had stained fingers – uh, brown stained fingers uh, were dying of lung cancer. And so then they recognized that their fingers were stained from the cigarettes that they were smoking. So um, it didn't have anything to do with any sort of a birth defect, but it's it was the smoking. So saying that you only see fat people drink soda or diabetes people drink diet soda, th- therefore it makes you have diabetes is kind of like saying playing basketball makes you tall. There's certainly a correlation, but playing basketball doesn't make you grow. I tried that. It doesn't work. So one of the studies that came out uh, on humans instead of on rats and animals was for 12 weeks long. It was 300 people that started it. Uh, everything was completely controlled. So that it was the same caloric deficit, which was based on their BMI and their body fat percentage. And then uh, the same same exercise instructions were given. It was, it was just, it was well controlled. Um, and how they did it was everybody had to drink half of their body weight in ounces of water. So everybody did. And then half of the group drank all of that water plus 24 more ounces of water. And then the other half of the group, the other 150 people, uh, drank half their body weight in ounces of water plus 24 ounces of diet soda. So it was super well controlled. Um, both both groups got the exact same instructions. Um, the results were that in a 40-week maintenance check, the diet soda group lost more weight statistically. Um, and then they also kept it off at that 40-week mark. So they lost more weight in the 12 weeks, and then they kept off that weight uh, at the 40-week maintenance check. So I'm not saying that diet sodas are fat burners, but what I can postulate is that people in the diet soda group were getting some sort of a sweet taste that the other group didn't get. Uh, They were getting that sweet taste in their system. And so they weren't searching for it elsewhere or in some sort of a reward elsewhere. Um, I think the other group may, may have been trying to jam you know, some sort of a sweet reward sort of a thing into their calories um, that they were allotted. And then they were probably getting either either more calories or different calories based based on that. Um, other things in the results, though, bl- bl- when they did blood work, there was really no difference um, except for two things. Blood pressure was lower and triglycerides were lower in the group that drank the diet soda. And I'm sure that's just because they lost more weight than the other group. So it had nothing to do with the diet soda. There were more studies uh, very similar to this that that continued to follow them after a two-year span. And again, the maintenance was was what they were looking for with with following them for so long. And the diet soda group continues to maintain weight loss versus uh, regain it back. So it, diet soda is not a fat burner. But instead, it's an appetite suppressant, and that is certainly beneficial for weight loss for people. Uh, if if the 
the other thing is, is if the microbiome piece were true, we would see that in blood work uh, in, in these studies that were conducted, but we don't. Um, so, so hear this, you, you can come up with and you can document ridiculously crazy things in rodent studies by giving just stupid amounts of molecules of anything to them. If you, if you gave them stupid amounts of broccoli, uh, things would go wrong. Uh, but we just we can't call that significant because you have to be able to replicate that in an actual outcome data uh, in in humans and under normal conditions. So if you if you give in these studies that if you give rats you know twelve times their body weight in artificial sweeteners, like things are going to go wrong, and that's what so many of the studies are are doing. Is the this maximal dose is given to such a small body and then of course things are going to go wrong so if you can if you can drink 10 times your body weight in you know diet soda i think it's probably bad for you too but i think under a normal intake not only do we see it help with weight loss we find it to to benefit us in the future as far as maintaining weight loss as well um i'm not telling you to drink diet soda if you choose to drink diet soda there isn't really evidence that it's obesogenic in normal amounts. So let's talk about normal amounts. In these studies, it's been it's typically been 20 to 24 ounces a day. Um, I think that's a fairly normal amount for someone because that then it doesn't mean that you're replacing all of your water intake, let's say, um, or replacing all of your food or anything like that. It's just it's meant to be a, a sweet taste for people. Uh, the next thing that I want to ramble about is that I I have said and I believe that that not everything is good in moderation. And I, I've said before that I, I don't like when people say that because everything is not good in moderation. There are things that are not good for you that you shouldn't be be consuming. And for everybody that's different. I cannot I cannot sit here and say you shouldn't be eating this and this and this and this. Um, because I firmly believe that the, the dose dictates the poison. And that is true of so many things where the dose dictates whether it's a poison or not. You, you can consume too many vegetables and that can become a poison. You can consume too much diet soda, soda and it becomes a poison. You can consume too much water and it becomes a poison. It's the dose that dictates it. And so that's why I can't say like just, you know, everything in moderation because we don't know what your dose is. Um, so I think what I want to say is like you, you take a look at yourself and your habits with it. First of all, how much are you drinking? Is it replacing water that you need? Uh, are you getting other fluids? Are you staying hydrated? Um, is it replacing food like actual nutrients? That's not a good thing either. Um, you know, is it making you actually want to eat more? Is it actually suppressing your appetite? Like what, what is it doing to you? And then you've got to make a call as far as what is too much for you. Uh, how does it make you feel? How about that? Does it make you feel really, really junky and more tired and like give you a headache? Well, don't drink it. Your dose is different than somebody else's dose. So, um, what I'm trying to do here is look at, at literature as like at a face value without biases. And so that's what I present to you with this is, uh, is it awesome for somebody's microbiome if they already have 
gut health issues, probably not a good idea. Somebody that doesn't have a ton of gut health issues is, is you know, 12 or 24 ounces going to kill them every once in a while? Absolutely not. The dose dictates the poison. So that's my for the record on on diet soda. If it can help you, drink it. Have some of it. If it's hurting you in any way, stop it. Seems fairly simple, but it's a really good question that I get often. Uh, I will put together and do an artificial sweetener technical one for you guys. I think there's uh, something to be said about just, you know, the word sugar can be broken down into, I think there are now over 200 words for um, identifying sugar. And so I, I think, uh, I think I will talk a little bit about real sugar, artificial sugars, sweeteners, what they do to you, what they're called, um, and which ones to shoot, which ones you can have when you're fasted and which ones that you, that will break your fast, uh, that, that sort of a thing. So I'll do that one next. Thanks for listening.